So we're doing something a little bit different um, today. Uh, we're starting um, some teachings for our brother in, uh, anyhow, first of all, this is Missionary Enterprises, Missionary Aid International, once again. And um, we are in association with Viewpoint Worship Center Family Church, and that is in Eldoret, Kenya, Africa. So what we're, we're doing here is uh, the brother, uh, one of our brothers, um, Conrad Makoka, asked me to give him some teachings uh, for his church, his local church that he's pastoring. And I said, that's not a problem as long as there are topics that I, I'm very familiar with, that I'm, I've got revelation on, different things like that. So he gave me some topics. And uh, so I'm going to be doing, sending him the teachings um, by email, uh, the notes of the videos, but I'll be making a video out of it as well, even though I can't do an online teaching for them because they're not equipped for that at this time, which is fine. But we're going to add this to our Operation Outreach um, Africa. We have different, um, we have different on our YouTube channel, we have Operation Outreach uh, Asia, Africa, uh, North America, and we have some in French and English as well. So anyhow, um, so I'm kind of excited about this because I get to teach on certain things that I have not taught yet or different, uh, teach it from a different angle. So, uh, today we're teaching on faith. Uh, one of the subjects that he asked me uh, to teach on was faith. So, I chose uh, out of three or four other ones, but I chose this one because I'm very, very familiar with this topic, this theme, because it's a big part of my life. It is a big part of missionary enterprise, the, the walk of faith. Um, so, let's start here with some of the notes that I put together for this teaching. So basically, we have two main Greek words in the New Testament regarding the word faith. And the first one is actually Strong's, this is for the video more, uh, Strong's Concordance, it's Strong's number 4100. It's, uh, we'll put up the original word there, but it's, uh, this word is actually the verb, and I've taught on this before, I've written much on this, it's the verb side which is the transliteration is pistio, and uh, we've got the definition usages, but this is the verb. Uh, this is actually has to do with the word believe. And then we've got the other side of the coin of this word, which is Strong's number 4102, and this is the noun. This is the noun side of things. This transliteration is the word pistis, which we get our word faith. So, the, the, the word believe is something, it's a verb because it's something you do, and then we've got the word faith, it's the noun side of the Greek word, which is something you have. You ha I have faith. You don't say, I have belief, or you can say, I have belief, but I don't, you don't say, I have believe. No, you say, you believe. You, what, what do you, you're doing something, you're believing God for something, or you believe in something. So these two words are interchangeable in many ways, but they're also, the world uses these words too all the time. But we look at things from God's perspective, of course, as those who are born again, born of God, born of the Spirit, born of incorruptible seed, right? Etc. Um, so 
I wrote here, we have many key words in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament alike that represents this key word faith. The word faith or believe, but faith. And I made a list here. And here are some of the key words is to believe or to trust, uh, to adhere to, to cleave to, to rely on, to depend upon, to be persuaded and to be convinced. All right, these are key, key words uh, that gives definition to this word faith. Actually, it really broadens things and it brings clarity. And that's one of the things that I love about uh, when the Holy Spirit teaches me, he brings clarity to his word so I can understand it. And then not only for myself, but I can make it understandable to those that I'm called to teach and to help and minister to. So I also wrote here, in order to understand the true meaning of this word faith, uh, we would gain much revelation or understanding once we understand the antonym of the word faith, which basically we have the word unbelief, doubt, and skepticism. All right, because you, you'll understand, I've, I've discovered this years ago in one of my Greek dictionaries, Zodiades, uh, he had, he's got uh, the synonyms, he's got the antonyms, he's got derivatives, and I like that. Uh, it's a great dictionary, and uh, the guy was a Greek scholar, but he was Greek himself. He was uh, from Greece, and he's passed away quite a few years ago, but it's a great dictionary. It's a big, fat dictionary. We're going to look at all this stuff on my website, and even on uh, on these other videos that we'll be doing for the Bible schools and different things like that. So I also wrote here, also, quote-unquote, right believing. Right believing. Not just believing, but right believing is also a big part of faith. Uh, quote-unquote faith, especially when it comes to God regarding the God kind of faith or the faith of God. Regarding what God believes. What God believes, how God believes, but what God believes. Because what God believes, many times... <laughs> is not what we believe, and that's what I wrote here. The world, the world, what the world, the, the fallen world of the first Adam, the heathens, the unbelievers, certainly do not, the world certainly does not believe what God believes, nor can they overall. Yet we have also many in the church who do not believe what or how God believes. Why? Because of A, denominational traditions and indoctrinations, uh, B, wrong and false teachings, and number C, lack of proper mind renewal. Uh, those are the three big ones, basically, why the church, many in the church, don't believe what God believes. And that all of that stems from lack of relationship with the Lord and spending a lot of time with Him. Not just t spending time with Him, but spending a lot of time with Him. You know, you spend time... You spend a lot of time with the person you love the most. And Jesus said himself, you know, if you don't love me more than you love your brothers and sisters and family and that, you're not even worthy of following me. And that makes sense because a lot of times family members become a distraction. Uh, mammon becomes a distraction. Work can become a distraction. And um, there's no distractions in the in the kingdom of God. Uh, I got rid of distractions years ago. I got uh, maybe I have a few here and there, but overall, I'm anti-distraction. Uh, distractions are antichrist. They really are. Once you break it down, the word distract, to distract, to get you off track. Distract means to get you off track. Dis means off, basically. Distract, get you off track, get you off of the the straight and narrow path, basically. 
So anyhow, let's look at some of these key words here. Uh, key references with the word faith. Let's start with that, the word faith, and then we'll move on to the word believe. So we've got Matthew 8.10. Um, I'm using the New King James uh, for these ones, not so much the Amplified. But New, uh, Matthew 8.10. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Now, we already know what the, the context is. It's about the centurion. And I don't have time to get into that, but I will one day. And I have on other teachings. But here we have the word faith, but it's also it, there's a, a descriptive word. I think it's an adjective, a descriptive word to, uh, connected with that word faith, and it's great faith. And basically, that's what we want. God expects us to have the great faith so that he can do great things because he's a great God. But it takes great faith. And look at the results that the centurion got. And the centurion was not even, that's what he said, not even in Israel. The centurion was not even a Jew. He's a Gentile. He's a pagan. So, you know, this gives us great uh, great encouragement that we can actually go from no faith to little faith to great faith, because really that's the only kind of faith that God uses. Little faith, God doesn't have anything good to say about little faith if you really break down, especially the four Gospels. Um, a lot of people say when Jesus talks about mustard seed faith, he's talking about little faith. No, he's not. No, he's talking about it because when, when Jesus talks about mustard seed faith, he's talking about faith that has to grow like a seed. All right? So you get that straight. <coughs> and of course, I forgot my water. That's okay. Let's go to Mark eleven twenty two. Very controversial verse here. And uh, so Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. So we got the word faith, but it's connected with the word have faith. So a lot of people don't have faith. A lot of people don't have this kind of faith, especially. And uh, the Greek... A lot of people disagree with this. I don't care. Really, it's uh, it's have the word in. Or it's not even in the Greek. It's have faith God. So it's basically have the faith of God or have the God kind of faith. And uh, and then he describes in the next couple verses what that faith kind of looks like, what it sounds like. And we're going to look at that when we look at the word believe. So then we get into Romans 4. These are just key, key references, big ones. Romans 4, 19 and 20, it says here, And not being weak in faith, uh, he, Abraham, did not consider his own body. This is very important from the King James and the King, uh, New King James, a majority text. Already dead, his own body, already dead since he was about 100 years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. So we got here, we got the word faith, but it's also in connection with not being weak in faith, meaning he was strong in faith. Strong in faith. So that really connects us. It's almost synonymous with the, the centurion having great faith because the great the centurion had strong faith. He really did. He said, speak the word only. My, my servant will be healed. And he was. And Jesus said, let it be done unto you, basically. And the servant was healed. Jesus didn't go lay hands on him. And even if he did, Jesus never healed anybody. Jesus never healed anybody. It's the Holy Spirit who does the healing. All right. So the Holy Spirit used the, the faith of Jesus and like he would use our faith when he finds faith, whether it's for healing or different things like that. So not being weak in faith, meaning he was strong in faith. 
not being weak. He didn't say weak, being weak in faith. He said not being weak in faith. Mean equals strong faith. Verse 20. He, Abraham, did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith. Was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. So we got the word faith again, but it's connected with the word strengthened, strengthened in faith. So his faith strengthened him. Faith makes you strong. Faith is a force. It really is. It's a force that puts God to work. It makes you strong. I tell you, you when you start walking by faith, you, you, you see the world differently. You see everything differently because you're not, no longer moved by what you see. You're no longer moved by, by what people say um, that contradict what God has promised you. You're walking by faith. You're not walking by sight. We're going to look at that a little bit with the word faith. So faith will strengthen you through the storms, through the warfare, all these different things like that. It sets, circumstances become irrelevant, all right, because you're so focused, you're so, you've become so fully persuaded regarding God's promises. We're going to look at that too here. So let's go to Romans 10, 17 here. Uh, we all know this one. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I don't have time to get into that in too much detail. Um, but we've got the word faith here, but it also it's key to, to notice that the word faith here is connected with hearing the word of God. And that word, word there is not the logos, it's the rhema. So faith, hearing the voice of God, hearing, now the context is salvation, of course, but this is applied to a lot of other things, hearing the voice of God, but not only hearing the voice of God, believing the voice of God, whether it's a voice, is his promise, whatever, is key to having the faith of God. Um, the voice at Ramas are faith initiators. That's the way I, I read it. That's the way I, I teach it. They initiate the faith of God because when God gives you a promise, then you know what God believes. All right, that's how you get to know what God believes. So then you start lining up with that. And then you'll end up believing what God believes. And eventually God will perform what you now believe, what he believes. And then you'll get the victory. And a lot of people don't like this because it's part of the, a little bit, it's it's part of the word of faith message. And uh, I don't embrace the, all of the, what they teach. But I'm certainly uh, the word of faith message is something um, that we certainly need more. And we need to bring reformation to the word of faith message. Because the Bible talks about the word of faith. And I didn't have it here, but uh, we're going to add it because I'm 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 uh, recording these notes here, and I'll add it to the notes. The word of faith. Paul talks about the word of faith. So let's move on here to Second uh, Corinthians five seven, which is a huge verse. I already alluded to it. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So the word faith and walk by. So the word walk also carries the idea of to live or conduct our lives. So we walk by faith. We're to walk by faith. As quote-unquote believers, you know, yeah, we believe. What do we believe? We believe what God believes. If you're born of God, if you're born again, you need to believe what God believes because you're born of Him, you know. We don't believe what the Word believes, what the world believes anymore about God because they don't believe in God because they can't see God. and But we can't see God either. But faith makes you see God right? Because faith is seeing, not outwardly seeing, but inwardly seeing through the word of God, sown as a seed, right? And we're going to look at that a little bit, just a little bit. So let's move on to Ephesians 6.16 regarding the word faith again. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Wow, the shield of faith, 
with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. So here we have the word faith, and we have got it in context with a shield. So the Lord showed me this years ago, you need to use, you can use your faith as a shield. So when you're walking by faith, you're putting God to work. And when God works, he stops the enemy working in your life. And if you don't work by faith, God don't work. And guess what? The enemy has dominion over you. And we see that far too many times. And we've seen it far too many times in the church, uh, in all kinds of areas in our lives whether it's personal, whether it's corporate, whether it's in a ministry, uh, in a local church, whatever it is. I don't have time to get it too much in that. I want to make these videos kind of short. And then the last one, the two more for the word faith, we have Hebrews 10, 23. Uh, let us hold fast to the, let us hold fast the profession or the word confession, homologia, of our faith, uh, without wavering, for he, God, is faithful, that promise. So the word faith is connected with the word confession. So what you believe, faith has a voice, right? Confessing, homologia, you know, coming, homo, same, logia, comes from the word logos, right? Saying the same thing, saying the same word, speaking God's word. In this context, it's speaking God's word uh, and not speaking your own words or speaking, uh, coming in agreement with your circumstances. No, you keep speaking the word, first of all, to sow the word. And once the word has been fully, fully um, sown and grown and germinated and taken root and all that, uh, having produced the, the harvest, uh, the fruit of faith in your soul, in your heart, then God has something to work with. And then we've got the, um, then I wrote here Hebrews 11. So Hebrews 11, we all know it, or we should all know it as the great faith chapter. That's what I wrote, the great faith chapter. And uh, there's too much in there to uh, to digest, and there's too much to unpack. So I'm gonna, just going to leave it there for now, but you need to read it. You need to read uh, 11, the whole chapter. I mean, I, I, I like to, I encourage people to read whole chapters all, all, all the time. I mean, whether it's Ephesians 6 or Ephesians 5, whatever, even, even the whole epistles. But anyhow, this is concerning faith. So I'm trying to zero in on faith at this time. So let's move on here to number two here is key references with the word believe, right? So believing is something you do. Faith is something you have. Believing is something you do because it's a verb, right? It's an action, right? So let's look at Mark 5.36. It says here, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. I believe the context there is the, the person was dead, not, not just sick, but they were dying and they were dead. I, think, I believe they were dead or they were dying anyhow, uh, on the verge of death. And Jesus said, don't fear, but only believe. Um, don't be afraid, but only believe. So we got the word believe in contact with the word only believe, because like I've said before, and this is before the cross, but like I've said before, in context with the cross, the finished work of the cross, the place called done, positional truth, all these different things, uh, there's nothing you can add to all of that except for your faith. <laughs> there's nothing you can add. There's nothing you can add because he's already done it. It's all done. That's why it's called a place called done. Got that from Dave Roberson. The Lord got it. Get, got that over to him. Place called done. So only believe. 
So, and uh, that's what the Lord told me in 2007. I'm not responsible for the things I'm believing him for, meaning it's it's up to him. Once I believe what he told me I can believe him for, it's up to him. It's no longer, it's out of my hands, basically, overall, except for keep on believing, don't get distracted, don't start coming in agreement with the, the enemy. Um, and of course, you know, when you're believing God for, for whatever he's promised you, then, you know, you also got to be at the right place at the right time. So he's going to guide you. He's going to lead you different things like that. He's going to give you instructions. He's going to give you correction, but ultimately the way he performs it, the way he brings it into existence, it's up to him, not up to you. Uh, and then let's move on to Mark 11. 23 to 24, which we already looked at verse 22 because of the word faith. Now we've got the word believe in verse 23 and 24. Let's start with 23 here. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this man, we all know this one, very controversial, but it's still part of the word. And Jesus said it and uh, God, God, God got it over to me years ago. Very strong. Be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says or whatever he believes. Absolutely. Because faith puts God to work and your words put God to your voice. That's what he told me one night. Your voice puts God to work. Wow. That's connected with, of course, um, the fig tree there. This whole context is going the fig tree back to verse 14. Uh, where he spoke to the fig tree, and then a couple uh, verses after, the, the disciples the next day, they saw that the fig tree had withered. And when he connected all that together with uh, back in Genesis 1, 3 to 4, God said, and he saw. So, yeah, because he performed what he said. And in performing it, it comes into existence, and then you see it with your physical eyes. Beautiful. So, verse 24, it's part of the good news. So, verse 24, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, this is actually going really good, uh, believe, especially in light of, uh, I've been working on my, this, I, it's not even a carport, it's a shelter that I built in front of my garage for the last four days, and just tired and, uh, you know, and just finished a 40-day fast um, at the starting of the month and got right into working outside, cutting wood with my one of my neighbors, and then had to do these videos. Uh, so, verse 24. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, therefore, connects you with verse 23. 23 connected to verse 22. 22 connected back to verse 14 and a couple of verses in between. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you have received, you receive them, and you will have them. So, the moment you ask for something according to the will of God, you're full of faith. Believe that you received it. The moment you asked for it, believe you received it. That moment, right at that moment. Not when you get it in your hands, but that when you ask for it. Because if you don't believe that you received it, if you don't believe that you actually received it, you'll never see it. You will never see it. You'll never have it. And you will have them, see? You have to believe that you already received it the moment you asked. And then you will have them. Future tense could be in the next day, next hour, Next week, next month, next year, whatever. But you got it's key to believe. And uh, so let's get back into Romans 4, 17 here. I love Romans 4. That's another controversial verse, especially the latter part of it. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. Uh, God is talking to, to Abraham. In the presence of him, God, whom he believed. I don't want to get into that right now, but there's the word believed. God, 
he, in whom he believed. Who did he believe? God. God, comma, God. And then we, Paul tells us um, about this God, which is our God now, once you're born of God, who gives life to the dead. He gives life to the dead. And he calls those things which do not exist as though they did exist. All right. So don't want to get into that. But he believed. Abraham believed. He became a believer. He became actually the first Jew. Yeah, he no longer a heathen, no longer a Gentile, no longer an unbeliever, whatever. He became a believer. And back then, a believer was a Jew. And that was, he was the first Jew. All right. So that was page four. And let's move on to page five. This is my last of the last. Let's get into miscellaneous key references. Very short here. We got, I wrote here the parables of the sower. Uh, and brackets, I put how faith grows as a seed, because that's what it's all about. And um, so we've got, don't have time to get into this. I've done some teachings on this, and I'll be doing some more teachings on it, especially for the website, but whatever. So we've got, first of all, we've got key verses here. Matthew 13, and uh, that's verse 18 to 23. This is for all of you to read and meditate. 18 to 23, then we've got 31 to 33, and then we've got 53 to 58 verses, okay? So those are key verses. Don't mean to leave any verses out, but I'm just trying to give you key verses. Then we've got Mark 4, that's the next parable of the sower, and we've got from 13 to 41. Mark 4 is one of my favorite portions of scriptures um, in the whole New Testament, the whole Bible, really. And then we've got Luke 8, which is huge, uh, starting from 11 to 15, and then verses 22 to 25. And the one big one in there that exploded in my life quite a few years ago was uh, verse 11, uh, where Jesus said that the seed is the word of God. So you got to sow the word. you got to sow the word in order to have a harvest of the word, because it's been given to us in seed form. So it's very exciting, and uh, it set me free from a lot of things. And then we have Romans 4.21. So miscellaneous key references where not necessarily we've got the word faith, but it has to do with faith and believing. Romans 4.21. Abraham, uh, connected with what I just read, verse 17. But also, and being fully convinced, being fully convinced uh, that what he had promised, uh, that what God had promised, uh, God was also able to perform. So remember going to back to those couple verses before that, being strong in faith, not being weak in faith, meaning being strong in faith, and also uh, strengthened in faith. Yeah, that's because he's fully persuaded. That's there, This is all synonymous. It's all synonymous, okay? I love being fully persuaded. It's a great, it's one of the best definitions in the Word of God concerning faith, or the faith of God, or strong faith, whatever, being fully persuaded not even being persuaded that would have been good enough for me but being fully persuaded i mean he was so fully persuaded that that's that's a big part of faith walking by faith so he was no longer moved by what he saw no longer moved by his own body couldn't produce anymore uh, and sarah never could didn't matter he had the promise so god had to do had to get in there and bring uh healing to sarah's womb and also to Abraham, now that Abraham couldn't do. I mean, he, him and uh, Hagar got Ishmael, so, but Abraham couldn't anymore. He couldn't. So there's two of them now. 
They were both basically barren, if I could say that. Well, one one was impotent, one, the other one was barren. But God did a su supernatural. And these guys aren't even born again. This is years before the cross. I'm talking about years and years ago. So this gives, gives me great hope for today, in 2021. So anyhow, I thought that was a very good teaching. I really got a lot of it out of, for myself. And um, so, and we're going to build off of this down the road, but I've got some other teachings to do for uh, these brothers in Eldoret on different subjects, but there's lots in here. And so as I finish all my teachings, I would just want to thank you for, uh, for the encouraging words, even if you didn't encourage me, it doesn't matter. But anyhow, for those who follow us at this time, things are going to grow, things are going to expand. But as I finish all my videos now, uh, I always finish with this walk, walk, Walk in the fullness, the fullness, not just some of it, but the fullness of the grace of God. Shalom and amen.